What's going on, golf addicts? Welcome to the 2022 Travelers Championship DraftKings preview. And I'm riding solo tonight. I'm riding solo. My, my boy, Pat, we came back from Scotland. We had a wonderful, wonderful Scotland golf trip. Wonderful. If you're in the Nut Hut chat this Wednesday night, I'm sure we'll tell you some stories about it. It was so good. I absolutely love Scotland. It was a spiritual experience. I can't wait for the Open Championship. I can't wait for the Scottish Open in a couple weeks. We played in North Berwick where they're going to be hosting it. Not the exact course, but we played right there. Uh, we played the old course with the bleachers and the leaderboard. It was absolutely beautiful. Uh, can't wait to talk about it. We won't get into that tonight, but Pat had some major travel issues. Everybody knows the travel in the U.S. right now is just a big, fat cluster bank. So he had some major travel issues, didn't get home in time. Uh, so here I am. I'm going solo. Try to get a few guests to come on, but, you know, it, didn't, it was last minute. You just got me. If you don't like me, then this is not the week for you. But it's a pretty good field at the Travelers Championship. We got a nice little top-end field. It seems as though Jay Monahan was like, hey, I need, I still need you boys. I need you to pony up and get out here to Cromwell right down the street from, from Boston and show up for me because we are also likely to have another, you know, minor exodus to the Live Golf Tour this week. Uh, I'm surprised we haven't had more names confirmed today. We did have some names rumored, uh, but still nothing really confirmed just yet as of now recording this show. But we're going to get into the DraftKings pick. I want to talk about the U.S. Open. Uh, as always, we're presented to you by our friends at Fantasy National. Head over to fantasynational.com slash TJ. You can save yourself 20% off. I know a lot of you took advantage of that for the U.S. Open. Um, that that's That's where we get all our stats, where we get all our you know, optimizers, lineup builders, mixed condition models. You can build yourself. All the strokes gained data straight from the PGA Tour, license data, shot link data. Um, we've been using Fantasy National for like five years now. You can do weekly, monthly, or annual memberships, and you can upgrade and still retain the 20% off discount if you find yourself loving it, which we know you will. So check it out. Had a lot of people winning some money. A lot, a lot of people winning some money on Fantasy National in the U.S. Open last week. In fact, Pat's own brother, DirecTV Perry, Chris Perry played a measly $233 for the U.S. Open. He was with us in Scotland, consulted with us about his picks before lineup lock, and he won the $200 single entry. $50,000 to Pat's brother, Chris. I'll tell you what, the Perry boys have a great track record at the U.S. Open. That's a hell of an ROI. Hell of an ROI. Congratulations to you, Chris. DirecTV Perry, we love you, man. Had a great time with you. Glad you finally made it home. He had travel issues, too. Um, but, man, it was, it was very fun to, to sweat that out with him uh, on, late on Saturday, or I guess, I guess it was on Saturday when we were, when we were all coming home, uh, or some of us were coming home. Awesome stuff. Anyway, I want to talk about the U.S. Open. You know, what did we learn, right? We had Matt Fitzpatrick win the thing. Will Zaltoris yet again contending. Scotty Scheffler yet again contending. Aaron Wise dicking me over. Keegan Bradley dicking me over in my DraftKings lineups yet again. But I just, you know, I'm a, glut, I'm a glutton for punishment from those two boys, that's for sure. I was looking at the, the $4,000 or $4,400 uh, Millie Maker uh, and the $15 Millie Maker and just, you know, looking at some differences. I think this is sometimes good to, you know, to debrief on people. Let's debrief and talk about some of the guys that the, the Sharps got right. And listen. Just because they play in the $4,400 contest, I mean, they're sharp. It just means they have more bankroll than you do. That's it. That, that's it. They, they probably suck just as bad as you do. Okay? But let's just take a look at it, all right? Because the $15 is going to be a very public contest. A couple of the names that they got right in terms of ownership 
uh, a little better maybe than the $15. This is definitely Matthew Fitzpatrick. Uh, he was 30% owned in the $4,400 contest, 22% owned in the $15. I mean, obviously Fitzpatrick was no surprise. And I think it's a good reminder that in these, you know, week to week, really, there, there is chalk that you probably should eat at this point. Like, yes, you know, we talk about fading some of the chalk and getting ownership leverage from the chalk. We do the chalk bomb, for God's sakes, you know, the, the most scary piece of content to write in the industry. And there is chalk that you should definitely be avoiding as you don't need to play at all. But it is a reminder that you can have some and you probably need to. Will Zalatoris and Matt Fitzpatrick were probably considered chalk, I would say, for the U.S. Open. And uh, that paid off. So uh, the, you just got to pick and choose. Like we say, you know, often you got to plant your flag, right? You got to plant it. It's certain guys. You can't play them all. You know, 30% of the guys in the $4,400 played Matt Fitzpatrick. And that was, uh, that was a positive for them. 23% played Davis Riley versus 17% in the $15. And it's no surprise Davis Riley's playing fantastic right now. We're going to talk about him later. He's got, I think, four top tens in his last nine starts. The kid is hot. His swing is, gosh dang, sexual. It's so freaking hot. His swing is so, as ugly as Brendan Steele's swing is, Davis Riley's swing is that fine. You know, when I was a kid, when I was young, you'd say, man, she's fine. You know, she's fine. We used to say that. I don't think anybody says that anymore. I, I don't know what happened to that. But Davis Riley's swing is fine, okay? Like, ugh, like, like just so damn fine. Anyway, uh, the guys in the $4,400 contest definitely were willing to put a little more, you know, 5% or so more. Uh, he was highly owned in, uh, in, those, in, you know, in, that, in that contest. And Patrick Cantlay at 9.2K was around 17% in the 4,400 and only about 12 in the $15. But really, when you look at the top 15 highest owned players in the field, those are the only three names that the $4,400 people nailed better than the $15 people. Some names that they kind of screwed up on, that 35% Sung JM. He was the most popular player across the slate. He missed the cut on the number. We're going to talk about him in a little bit too. He was 27% owned in the $15, 35% in the $4,400. Uh, Xander Schauffele, who played, played pretty well, um, you know, I guess, uh, yeah, he did play pretty well. I mean, you know, he was a little bit higher owned in the $4,400 contest. Corey Connors also missed the cut. He was 19% owned in the, in the high stakes, 14% in the, uh, in the $15. Five names that missed the cut that are in the field this week, I think we all need to be aware of. I just talked about Sungjae missed the cut, averaged around 28%. Tony Finau missed the cut at 21%. Tommy Kankles, Tommy Fleetwood missed the cut at 17% on average. Mito missed the cut at 15% on average in HV3. Missed it at around 13%. All names we should be paying attention to. Then I was looking at some cheap names. I was like, who'd the guys, who are the cheapest players in the $4,400 contest that guys played? Brian Harmon led it off at 13%. He was 7,000 even. He was tied for 43rd. That was probably a solid play. Uh, Siwoo Kim. So it, this made me feel great because I'm a sucker for Siwoo all the time, especially 7K Siwoo. I'll play him, and I did play him, and he bit me. Well, the $4,400 people also like him. They owned him at 10%. He missed the cut. Um, Ryan Fox and Arnie Arnhouse, who was a, one of my sleepers in my sleeper video, he's been playing really well in the DP World Tour. Both of those guys were owned around 3%. They both missed the cut. But Denny McCarthy was your hero, okay? Denny was the hero at 3%, $6,700. Finished T7th. If you had Denny, you did pretty damn good. So if you ate the chalk with Fitz and Willie Z, and you, you know, you, you miraculously had Denny McCarthy. Congratulations on your money. 
So just you know, a little bit of reminders uh, in terms of the breakdown of you know what you got to remember. You got to remember you can eat a little chalk. It's okay. Don't be scared. All right. Don't be scared. Now I did not do a a uh, golf course breakdown video this week because I didn't have time. I was coming home from Scotland, so it is what it is. Uh, but it's TPC River Highlands, and you know we've been doing this show for seven years, so we know TPC River Highlands. You guys know TPC River Highlands. P die design par seventy. Around 6,800 yards, one of the shortest courses on the PGA Tour. Fairways are wider than normal. Um, guys tend to club down to make sure they hit them. The rough can be kind of penal here for sure. You got, like I said, small greens, bent grass. There's a POA mix in there, but everything that we've ever heard from caddies, I was looking back at notes last year. I was looking back at the caddy thread on Discord last year at this tournament. It all says these things roll like pretty pure bent grass. Uh, Harris English won last year in uh, in a long playoff against Kramer Hickok. It was like eight holes. He won 13 under. Typically, the average score is around like that 15 to 18 under range. I think that's what we're going to see this week. Uh, obviously, weather pending. Guys like Shez Reevy, Jordan Spieth, Russell Knox, uh, Brennan Steele, Mark Leishman, uh, Stuart Sink have all won here. DJ, Phil Bubba have won here. You got a mixture of like your accurate dink and dunkers your bomb and gougers guys that can work the ball your creative players like spieth like bubba uh i think this is really an open door tournament to a lot of different guys i think uh pete die you know having some com- you know level of comfort on pete die designs is probably a good thing uh you got two reachable par fives by most of the field here you got two drivable par fours potentially you got eight other par fours all under 450 yards so in other words you're gonna have a lot of short irons a lot of you know, eight irons and less wedge players, stuff like that. It's going to be there. And then it's going to come down to getting hot with the putter, making putts on this, you know, on this lovely bent grass surface. So I really do think this is kind of one of those wide open events. Now we've got, like I said, a pretty strong field here, stronger than what we're used to seeing. So um, it'll be interesting because actually when you look back at the, the, the guys who've won this event, a lot of them have been kind of favorites during that mid range, probably not favorites, but you know, at 30 to 50 to one range. So uh, we're gonna get uh, we're gonna get to it. I'm I'm excited. You know, I think this is gonna be a fun event with a good field. Hopefully, the live golf shit doesn't, you know, doesn't overshadow this whole this whole thing. All right. Okay, I think that's all I wanted to go over. Um, let's get to the 9K and above range. Talking 9K players, talking 10K players. Scotty Scheffler's at the top of the board. Eleven thousand two hundred dollars. Rory, JT, Burns, Cantlay, Xander, Spieth. Sung Jay, Neiman, Finau, Keegan, Brooks, Tommy, Seamus, and HV3 make up the rest of the range here uh, on DraftKings. And I think, you know, I, I think what's going to happen, I was thinking about this earlier, like where are the popular spots going to be in terms of ownership this week? And I think it's really going to be from Neiman up. I think that lower 9K range is probably not going to be super popular this week given, uh, where in my freaking... Uh, DraftKings go. I can't, I, you know, sometimes when I don't have Pat here, I just, I got to do so much multitasking. I, I actually need him so that while he's talking and I'm ignoring him, I can be doing stuff. And then, and then you don't know I'm doing it. And right now, see, I'm talking to you about it just so I can stall for a second. So um, I think that popular range is going to be that Neiman and above at that 9,400, or what's, where's he at? 9,600 and above. Keegan's going to be one that, that might garner some ownership. Northeast dude, you know, he's going to continue riding the hot form. But people are pissed at Harold Varner, probably. People are pissed at Tommy Fleetwood, Tony Finau, maybe Sung JM at 30, some, you know, 30% ownership. Uh, missed the cut. I think those are all interesting names that could be 
interesting pivots in this 10K range. Um, I, I think Rory, I think Burns, and I think Cantlay will be fairly popular. I, I'm not sure what to make of Xander. Like, did Xander disappoint people last week or not? Because, I mean, he, play, he played, I mean, he finished okay. I didn't have any of them. I guess he finished 14th. So I guess he didn't really disappoint anybody. I, ta- I saw so many people talking about him winning last week. I was like, what the hell? I was in Scotland, and I was like, what has happened with Xander Shoffley? Why, why do people all of a sudden, why is everyone loving Xander to win this golf tournament? Am I, what has happened? To, what's going on in the U.S.? <laughs> because I, I don't understand how all of a sudden now everyone w- thinks Xander's going to win. So that's why I had this weird feeling that like Xander disappointed people. But how could he have disappointed people finishing 14th? That's, that's great for Xander at a major. Jeez. But what happened while we were in Scotland? Everybody thought Xander was going to win the golf tournament. This is, this is very strange. I thought it was like a, it was, it was weird. I just kept seeing it on Twitter and stuff. Very rare moments that I got to check Twitter because I just played 153 holes of golf in six days. So that's what I did. My body is hurting. Okay. Um, very, very badly. I'm, I'm 38 years old, but I feel 58 right now. So in this range, I think Rory, I think Burns can't lay. Um, I think that's where people are going to go. Right. And I, and I, Listen, you know, there's no reason to fade hardly any of these boys. I think HV3 is the guy to avoid. I think something's going on with him or was going on with him last week. He may need a little time to recover. Wink, wink. Um, he may be fine by the time they, you know, ball's in the air on Thursday, but he's in 9K. Uh, I, I think he's probably the fade here. Brooks probably going to withdraw, you know, uh, at some point. Or, uh, or what could be really, what would be a real Brooks move is because now, you know, the rumors start circulating today. I mean, they were already circulating, but more rumors start circulating today that he's joining Liv. And what will probably happen is like, I could see Brooks being a total, you know, douche canoe and going like on Wednesday, committing to the Liv, like after his press conference is over and after the press conference where he like denies everything. And then he commits Wednesday, like after his pro-am or he sends out some cryptic Instagram or Twitter thing again on late on Wednesday night. And then, and then he plays Thursday. Uh, he tees off Thursday because he tour hasn't been suspending guys on live until they hit a ball, you know, in the air at live, which is also weird. Um, I, I can see Brooks doing something like that. Brooks is probably, he's probably a fade too. So I'll give you two fades, you know, past night here, two fades, bing bong. You're welcome. Um, I think Scheffler is going to be very much in play for me. Scheffler continues to be, I feel like people like maybe the shine's wearing off a little bit or people don't, you know, people don't want to keep believing, but the dude's still the dude. He's got his boy, Ted Scott on the bag. Ted Scott won this golf tournament with Bubba. This was a Bubba course for all those years, right? Um, this is one of those Bubba tracks, I think. So I mean, I think at 11, two people are going to continue to not play him. I think people will play, you know, keep playing Rory. They'll go to Sam Burns. You know, like I said, I'm interested to see what happens with Jordan Spieth because, uh, you know, he was sick early in the week last week. People, you know, were, were worried about Jordan or talking about Jordan before lineup lock last week. Um, you know, and, and, then he, and then he didn't play. He didn't play great. He didn't play terrible, but he didn't play great. But he did a lot of, you know, the ball striking was there. He, he was kind of average, you know, right there. I think he lost like minus 0.1 strokes putting or something like that. But the ball striking was fine. Putter wasn't great. And that's kind of been how he's been lately. But the ball striking has been good. He's coming off some great finishes. Uh, he hasn't done much here since he won it, I believe, in 2017. But 
I mean, obviously he's playing well. If if we can get a lower on Jordan, if people are still a little hesitant on Jordan, I would be very interested in that. And I'm very interested in Sungjae at 9,700. Missing the cut on the number, I can usually, you know, it's, it's not that big a deal, people. Like, calm, calm down. And if you look at what he did, he had, a, he had a rough day. He had a rough couple days with the irons. Let's see, round one, he had a bad day round one. Round one, he lost two strokes approach in one round. That, that's hard to do. Lost two strokes. In round two, he gained like .6 strokes at the U.S. Open in order to miss the cut by one shot. Not a big deal. Like, not a big deal. Sungjae's a great player. He's great, you know, top to bottom. Um, he does everything very well. He's got a T21 here, a T58 here in 2020. Um, I think Sungjae is for sure in play. I don't mind that at all at that 9,700 range. Um, I mean, Neiman's always tempting to me. So, I mean, I, I think any of these guys up here we can, we can talk about. Other than TV, what, do you, what do you do with Fina? What do I do with Fina? Producer Sam. I mean, Sam, play, playing great, but missed the last three cuts. Bad Playing great. So Tony Finau, where he be now, uh, he be he be at home early from the U.S. Open is where he be. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Tony Finau at the U.S. Open still gained strokes everywhere, but off the tee. It was really bad round two off the tee, which, you know, I, I'm guessing is, I didn't watch it. I, like I said, I was in Scotland. So um, I'm assuming he just, he was a little wild. I doubt he's like clubbing down and at Brookline and still sucking tit. But, uh, you know, I think here he is probably more likely to club down. But, yeah, missing three cuts here. He's going to be low. I think he's going to be low. At, at 21, 22% at the U.S. Open on average and missing the cut and coming off of three straight missed cuts here at the Travelers, he's probably going to be pretty low. But it's not like this place couldn't work out well for Tony Finau. So, I mean, you know, he's an interesting pivot. Runner-up at the Canadian Open the week before. Fourth at the Charles Schwab. You know, I mean, he, he's a very interesting pivot to me. That's what I'm saying. I think the only guys that I would really ignore are HV3 and Brooks right here. And then we, we play some leverage game. You know, we, we find some pivots later on in the week once ownership starts to shake out. And we go from there. Um, I, I, think, I think the name that is for sure, I feel like is for sure going to be over, you know, under-rostered is Scotty Scheffler. So for me, I, I think Scotty for sure. And then we'll see, we'll see how it goes. And I, and I think a lot of roster construction is going to lead people, like I said, above Neiman. And then uh, that 89 to 86K range is going to be popular. We'll get to that. And then kind of the mid-7s is going to be popular. So, uh, you know, Finau's probably going to be, you know, low-owned, and you, you may be tempted. So it's a, it's a solid field. It really is. When you look at this 9K and above range, it, it's, it's solid, you know. Uh, and there's a lot of guys playing well right now. So, um, Check the ownership stuff. Remember what we talked about at the top, you know, with the U.S. Open. You can eat some chalk. Just don't eat a lot of it. And, uh, and let's have a day. So that's kind of your 9K and 10K range. I do, want to, uh, I do want to bring people's attention to our friends at Front9. Front9coffee.com is golf, coffee for golfers. And they're locally brewed, uh, locally uh, roasted, and, and started right here in Augusta, Georgia, in our hometown. And they've chosen to support the Tour Junkies for the long haul. They're supporting the Tour Junkies at the live golf event in September that I'm pumped about. And you can go to front9coffee.com. That's front9coffee.com. And use promo code TJ10 to get 10% off your entire order. And uh, we got some news. They, they've, they've heard the cries. We've had some people, you know, uh, messaging, they love the coffee. But we also had some people saying, like, the shipping stuff was a little complicated or, or it was a little, uh, the, the pricing was off. 
front nine coffee, they responded. This is how great it is. This is how great it is to work with local, you know, small businesses, right? Let's support small business here. Uh, they've already responded with flat rate shipping. So if you have an order of $25 or more, you get $6 flat rate shipping anywhere in the U.S. and Canada. They also now have a sampler pack available. So if you want to try some of these flavors like fried egg breakfast blend, which I drink every morning, Captain's Choice Kahlua Caramel, Lauderdale Light Rose, Pick It Up Pecan, and it is pecan, okay? Uh, they got the Match Play flavor. And coming very soon, me and Pat's own individual flavors, which we've finally nailed down. The packaging is getting ready. It's going to be delicious. You're going to be able to order each of them and tell us you know, which one you think tastes better. Probably mine. But anyway, you can order a sampler pack, get all that stuff. And, and, and listen, it's fresh. When you order it, they haven't even roasted it yet. They're going to roast it a couple days later. They're going to, it's going to be fresh. You can do whole bean or you can grind it and do coarse or fine grind. It's going to be delicious, okay? I promise you. So if you drink coffee, support these guys. Front9coffee.com. They've supported us. And uh, they're going to support us at the, at the live golf event. So thank you to them. We appreciate it, Front 9 Coffee. All right. Let's get to the 8K range on DraftKings. The 8K range starts off with the young gun, that, that sweet swing of fine Davis Riley, with a man with two, you know, two last names. or two Yeah, two last names is what he's got. Aaron Wise, Mito Pereira, Brian Harmon, Webb Simpson, Mark Leishman, Denny McCarthy, all the way up to 8,300. Killa Keith Mitchell, Jason Day, and Jason Kokrak. Um, so here, I think what's what's probably going to happen is that Denny McCarthy to Brian Harmon range is going to get pretty hammered. I think that's where people are going to go here. So you know, now I personally don't want to play Jason Kokrak. I think Jason Kokrak is probably going to live. I think Jason Kokrak uh, has kind of mailed it in. If you look at his recent form, it's not it's not fantastic. Um, I just feel like Kokrak's not the same player that we're used that we were used to seeing for for a little bit there. So I, I'm not I'm not huge on Kokrak here. I'm probably for sure out on him. Denny McCarthy is a little scary to me too in terms of just 8,300 and paying for Denny McCarthy. I don't love paying for a guy like that. That you know is, is you're all it's like constantly dependent on his putter and um. Uh, just he's not a great ball striker. I'm probably probably out on Denny, although although he obviously hit it well at the U.S. Open. Let's see let's see exactly how he got it done at the U.S. Open. Yeah, I mean the putting was the key. Um, let's see for the event he gained almost a full stroke on approach. Not it was basically average off the tee, average around the green. You know, plus one point six nine strokes putting. That that's how he does it. I don't love I don't I don't love it at eighty three hundred. So I'm probably out on Denny. Um, I think you're if you're playing cash games, Davis Riley and Brian Harmon are for sure there. I mean, I've already talked about Davis Riley four, I think four top tens and nine starts. This kid's a stud. He's ready to win, uh, and, and I think he's I think he probably will very soon. Brian Harmon is your your course horse, right? Like Harmon has an incredible record here at the Travelers. You can look it up. It's super good. Played good at the U.S. Open. Um, he's 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 flash form. This is obviously a course that fits Brian Harmon when you think about what he does well and what he doesn't. So I mean I think if you want to play Brian Harmon, he'll be in consideration. He will he will be owned. He will for sure be highly owned along with Davis Riley uh, at the top. Um, you know, Aaron Wise, like I love Aaron Wise. I'm a total Aaron Wise guy, but I tend to like Aaron on courses that reward the distance and the short game. You know, I talk about this a lot with him. He's got a really good short game. 
I just don't know that we need that here this week. And if you do need it, you're probably not going to be doing very well. So I, I don't love that here. Uh, Mito, I'm interested in coming off the uh, coming off the miscut. He's at 8,700. I I would love to see people jump off of Mito. It's probably not going to happen. Um, but he missed the cut on the number. And I mean, Mito's still. Let's see what did, what did he do? Let's see for the event. I mean, he was positive in approach, uh, positive putting, not great around the greens, and lost almost a full stroke off the tee. Um, I, I think, I think Mito. Hopefully, hopefully people go to Riley and Harmon, and just Mito gets ignored. That would be that would be great. He's not going to get ignored because he's Mito. Everybody loves him. Who's going to get ignored is like, you know, Jason Day, Jason Kokrak, Keith Mitchell, Danny McCarthy, Mark Lee. Everybody below that eighty six hundred dollar, you know, eighty six hundred dollar threshold. Um, Leishman's interesting to me, he's trending a little bit. I could, I could see moving, pivoting to Leishman if I wanted to get ballsy here. And I felt like this AK range really got, you know, r- was really getting pounded. Um, I think you could, I think you can use a lot of these guys in the AK range. If you want to start lineups in the nine K, you know, with Jordan, with Sungjae, you know, Neiman, Keegan, if you want to do that, I think that's very viable this week. I think you can make it happen. Um, so. You know the AK range is AK range is good, but I, I do think your chalk is going to be Riley and 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 Brian Harmon. So, uh, yeah, I think that's it for the I think that's it for the AK. Well, you said Jason, you said Jason Day is a cross off, right? But did you look at Jason Day's course this Kokrak, I said Kokrak is for sure a cross off. Well, you said Jason Day would be ignored. Should you think I he do think he would. Yeah, I think he'll, I I mean when I say ignored, like I mean I think I think Jason Day is going to be. I mean, he's gonna be like sub ten percent. So, I mean, I, I think it'll be like seven or less. Um, T ten last year. Yeah, yeah, he does have a great record here. Eighth uh, in twenty nineteen, twelfth in twenty eighteen. Um, you know, I, okay. I mean, like they just never, he just doesn't get me going. I, I, I would love, I would love a guy. It's hard for me to get on a guy whose irons are so terrible. I mean, in twenty twenty two. He's gained strokes with his irons in three events. And he's played, let's see, three, six, nine. He's played 10 events. So in 30% of his events, he's gaining strokes with his irons. And when he's losing, he's losing a lot. Like every event that he's lost strokes with his irons, so those seven events, he's lost more than a shot. In his last three events, he's lost more than 10 strokes with his irons total. Like I don't. I don't, I don't want to be sweating Jason Day getting up and down and making putts from God knows wherever. I just don't. So I'm pro- I probably am out. You know? So that's Jason Day. I'm out. No, thank you. All right. That's it for the 8K range. Moving on to the 7K range in DraftKings. Starts off with Brennan Todd. You got Cebez is back. Maverick McNeely's back. Uh, who else? Harris English, defending champions in here. Uh, Aaron Rye and his two gloves are back. Sahith is back. C.T. Pan. Freaking C.T. Pan. Luke List. C.H. 3. Camp Champ. Uh, anyway. 7K. Ricky Fowler's here. You know, he's obviously a big travelers guy. Uh, Ricky's here trying to do something. Um, Lanto's here. I promise I won't. I won't talk about Lonto, although although I am tempted. I do think the cash lock in the seven K range, if you're playing it, is Brendan Todd. I love Brendan Todd this week. I don't think I've ever been. I don't think I've ever been so jazzed 
and jazzed is the word. Inside of me, I'm jazzed to play Brendan Todd. And I've never, I've never said that about Brendan Todd. He's not a guy that, that jazzes people, you know? Definitely not, doesn't jazz me until tonight. Um, he's been playing well. He's got a decent track record here. This obviously suits him. He's a you know, multiple winner on the PGA Tour. And you get him at 7,900. I love Brendan Todd. I, now, I do have my limits, okay? I'm not going to play, I'm not going to, I'm not going to play like a, you know, I mean, I don't know, what's chalk for Brandon Todd at 7,900? Probably like mm, 15% or so, like that, that would scare me. I'd be out on that. Um, so I'm not going to do that, but I, I hope that that doesn't happen with him. I think the more popular range here in the 7K is going to be the 77 to 76K range. That's my guess. I think the chalk is going to be that Mav McNeely, Joel Damon, uh, K.H. Lee kind of spot. I think that's, that's where it's going to be. And, and probably Brennan Steele. Now, Brennan Steele at 7,700. I talked about his ugly swing earlier compared to Davis Riley. But there's a guy with incredible form at TBC River Highlands. Hits the ball a long way. Good iron player, uh, and is trending very nicely recently. So I'm interested to see. I will be. I will have a close eye out on Brendan Steele because he has upside as well, and he can score on DraftKings. The dude can eat up these par fives. He can eat up these short par fours. Uh, you know, more so than Todd, I think he has the ability to really score. Um, although I'm excited about Todd, I, th- I think he's. I think he can play very well. But I just think Brendan Steele has potential to really earn earn you a lot of DraftKings points. Um, so he is one I'm going to be paying attention to in terms of ownership. And I actually, I, a lot of people are going to be shocked to hear this. I'm bouncing on Mav McNeely. I'm bouncing. Mav, Mav's just like the, 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 the heat is kind of, he's kind of wearing off. Like ever since, uh, you know, ever since the, the, the heritage is just not, it's not been, it's not been great. He, he, he went to a U.S. Open qualifier. I was tracking him in his U.S. Open qualifier, hoping he'd make it. Because we know I'm a big math fan. And he sucked. I mean, he was getting beat by like, I mean, he was getting, he was getting beat by nobodies. Sucked. So, and I know it's just one day. And it's a long day. But it's not been great for math. So I think I'm going to bounce on Mav, And I, 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 I think people will be on him because he's, he's played so well this year and he's 7,700. I think people will be on Joel, and I like Joel here. My favorite thing to do with Joel is to bet him top 20 here this week. That will be my favorite thing to do. I will not bet him outright, probably, uh, depending on his ownership. I mean, now listen, if Joel comes in low-owned and everybody bails, I'm in 100%. I think this is a great golf course for him. But I, I think he will be chalk, uh, and I will gladly pivot elsewhere uh, in DFS. But I do think for a top 20, I, I, I really like Joel a lot. But I think Mav and Joel are going to eat up some ownership. I think people are going to like KH Lee at 7,600. Uh, but B. Todd, B. Steele, and Cbez at 7,800. I know I crack on Cbez a lot. I don't, I, you know, I'm not sure I'm ready to see Cbez win. But he's definitely got some top 15, top 20 upside. This is a great track for him. He's a, he's a shorter hitter on tour. Good iron, you know, decent iron player, good short game. I think, you know, he's refreshed. He didn't play in the U.S. Open. He didn't get, you know, his brains kicked in by Brookline. I like Cbez at 7,800. Um, and then, uh, like, I'm not real crazy about the rest of the 7K range. I, I like some names in the 6K range. I could see myself, you know, kind of going with this Todd Cbez, Brennan Steele deal. And then 
like maybe bouncing out of the 7K from there and, and being pretty light here, and if necessary, getting in the 6K. Uh, in the lower sevens, I mean, Matt Naismith is, is the one that, that's probably popping for me the most, just given his, his ball striking. Uh, what he seems to have found in terms of form is, is looking pretty good. Um, you know, I think he's confident right now. So Naismith is interesting to me at 7,200, and, and maybe Amish Troy at 7,100, Troy Merritt. Those are a couple names down, down at the bottom I kind of got my eye on. But I don't – yeah, I, I, I like the top end of this, and then I'd just rather go down the 6K range if I have to. So that's, uh, that's kind of the strategy for me. And I, I think Harris English is probably a, a clear fade for, for some. Um, defending champ, coming off of his hip issues. Now, he did, he did you know, make the cut at the U.S. Open, had a good round, 69 in round two. Uh, finished plus 17 though. Like I, I just don't know that we're ready to, you know, and I'm sure a lot of people are going to fade Harris English. So that's not, it's not a bold, it's not a bold take, but as a defending champ, I feel like, you know, something I should say. Um, I should also tell you that prize picks is continue continues to be a place where you should put your money. Okay. Uh, we got people winning money left and right on prize picks in the nut hut, continuing to dominate in the nut hut. And it's a great little daily, you know, daily props game. It's, it's, it's incredibly fun. It's a little pick em game. You just have to pick between two and five spots, players, teams. You can mix and match different sports. You can do golf. You can do baseball. You can do disc golf. You can do UFC. You can do all kinds of stuff in there. You can mix and match. You got to pick at least two lines, up to five. And you can sometimes 10, 11X your money based on, you know, how you do it, how many you get right all that stuff, and they're legal in like 30 states. And right now, if you sign up using promo code TJ, then you do get, uh, you do get a deposit match up to $100, uh, and it's, we love it. We've been using this thing all year. Freaking love prize picks. It's daily fantasy made easy, and we would love for you to get involved. It's just you versus the projected numbers. You don't have to battle a bunch of other people. You don't have to do any of that. So it's safe. They offer fast withdrawals. And use promo code TJ when you sign up. There's a link in the description below, or if you're listening on audio, you can check that out. Uh, check out pricepicks.com. If it wasn't legal in your state last time you checked, check again because they're advancing. They're making progress in a lot of these dumb states that won't let you do this. So uh, check out pricepicks.com. Use promo code TJ. And now let's move on to the 6K range, shall we? Okay. 6K range, I do like some names in here. Uh, normally, I'm, I'm not, you know, I mean, I'll tell you how I feel about the 6K range. And, and, and this week, I'm, I'm optimistic. I'm optimistic. And the first name that I'm optimistic about is a name that I'm normally optimistic about. And sometimes, most of the time, it's disappointing. But Russell Knox at 6,900, this is a Russell Knox golf course, okay? The last win that he had on the PJ Tour was here in 2016. We were doing podcasts back then, believe it or not. Um, I remember that win. And he, 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 he's an accurate dink and dunker grinder kind of guy. Like that's just, that's, that's kind of how Russell Knox rolls. This is a great course fit for him. I mean, he's, he's, you know, it's just like Danny McCarthy, Brian Harmon, like the skill sets are all the same. It's just maybe Russell's not quite as consistent or, or whatever, but I do think his floor is just as good. We saw him finish sixth at the players championship, finished 15th at colonial just a couple of weeks ago. Uh, seventh place at the Sony Open, another course that rewards kind of accuracy and approach play. Um, you know, R Russell's typically a guy that doesn't get himself in a lot of trouble, and and I think uh, I think he could be, I think he could definitely be in play here. Uh, he's only missed two cuts at the Travelers Championship, and he's played here every year since 2012. Now the last two cuts were the last two years, which I kind of toss out 2020 because it was early in, you know, it was early after the COVID restart. 
So for the sake of my argument, I'll cut out 2020. How about that? But Russell Knox is 6,900, I, I, you know, is probably a lock for me. I love that. Uh, Adam Svensson's been playing pretty well. We like Adam Svensson at 6,800. He's hitting it well. Uh, you know, coming off of 21st at the Canadian Open, his, his, you know, his country event, his home country event. 26th at RBC Heritage. You know, another course that kind of you don't have to be a, a super long hitter. Um, a, a couple sneakier plays, maybe. Names that I don't talk about all the time. But a guy like Chad Ramey at 6,700, uh, coming off of 27th at the Colonial, 21st at TPC Avenel Farm uh, for the Wells Fargo, won the Corrales Punta Cana. I, if you look at his Corn Ferry Tour profile, Chad Ramey's you know, uh, an accurate player. He's a precision player. He's not going to overpower a golf course. Uh, had a good short game uh, on the Corn Ferry Tour. Has displayed some short game prowess in his early uh, you know, PGA Tour career as a rookie. Um, but, you know, decent iron player, really good iron player, and just hits a lot of fairways. So I think Chad Ramey is an interesting one at, uh, at 60, what did I say, 6,700? Is that where we're at? Uh, yes, 6,700. And then the last one, a guy that we used, you know, we've kind of gone in spurts talking about because his form has kind of gone in and out. And, um, you know, for a while there, it seemed like he was an automatic made cut. But it's good to see him kind of coming back into form. And that is Adam Schink at 6,600, coming off a 24th place finish at the U.S. Open, a 26th at the Memorial, made the cut at the PGA as well. Like maybe Adam Schink's kind of coming around ninth place at at, uh, at the Wells Fargo. Um, he's a guy who you know hits hits fairways, good iron player. He's played here four times. He's never made the cut. Okay, never made the cut. That's not good, but that's okay. He's 6,600. There's going to be some volatility there. A guy at 6,600. You're really right, you know, you can't get too wrapped up in the course history on some of these guys because, like, they're, they're likely young players or inexperienced players or, you know, uh, they're, they're high-variance players, right? So they're going to have poor course history like that or poor form or whatever it may be. Like, but he's riding hot play right now. Like, let's look at what he did, how well he did uh, in terms of strokes gained categories at the U.S. Open. So, uh Gained almost a full stroke tee to green, uh, was about neutral off the tee and approach, really good around the green, solid putting, just positive in every category. Finished 24th, shot four over. Like, that's pretty good. Adam Schink. So I think, I think Schink is one that, that's in play. I think, he, I think he's got, uh, you know, it's probably a name down there that for now I could see for sure, you know, giving you, you know, a solid floor. But the upside is still probably in this field, probably a top 20, top 15. So I think, and I think that that's good for you. So that's it for the 6K range. And I think that's it for me for the DFS breakdown for the Travelers Championship 2022. TPC River Highlands, we've got a ton of other content here on the YouTube channel. Uh, more, you know, betting podcasts coming out. I'll be back on our regularly scheduled programming with the emails this week, the heavy petting, the chalk bomb email. Uh, and of course, we'll be in the Nut Hut chat. So you're going to want to get in the Nut Hut chat this Wednesday night and get, you know, the the final thoughts from me, from Pat, from AC, from other sharps in the Nut Hut, and then hear about our tales from Scotland. It was an absolutely wonderful trip, and I recommend everybody go. Scotland is beautiful. So, and if you're a listener from Scotland, I am highly jealous of you. I w- I want to buy property in Scotland. I swear to you, I've freaking loved it. So. Uh, if you're Scottish and you're rich and you listen to this program, will you be my Scottish dad and adopt me? I will come live with you and I'll do the show out of your, your, your home and we'll have a wonderful time and I'll just play golf all the time and 
do this and it'll be lovely. And I'll, I'll keep my house here and come back for the masters. And then that's it. I'm, then I'm out to Scotland. It was that amazing. Loved it. All right. All right. Let's have a week. Next week is the John Deere, oh, but we'll do it. You know, we'll do it. All right. So there we go. Mayor screens be green. See ya.